This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network, where we believe in the best of sports, and that's why each and every week we cut out the worst and only bring you the best. That is Larry Existential Crisis Fixing Olson. I'm Andrew Keller. Larry's working on one out right now, but how are you doing? Uh, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of sports. I feel like I said that earlier in the week. My head is going to explode with all that we have going on, Andrew. You're gonna, it's going to explode with ecstasy on how happy you are that sports don't stop. And, of course, we're going to start with our favorite sport, the KBO. Wait a minute. The producer's telling me in my ear we only have a couple of seconds to get through this. So we're going to do this quickly. Man rub bet on whose team finishes higher in the Korean baseball organization. Right now, the NC Dynamo sit atop the league at a winning percentage of 602. Andrew's LG Twins, the Cleveland Indians of the KBO, have a winning percentage of 570. And my Kia Tigers have a winning percentage of 538. So it looks as if, as it stands right now, you will get the man rub at the end of the Korean baseball season. I'm excited about that. I want to point out we've been doing this show for five or six months now, and NC Dinos for you has slowly transitioned to the Dynamos. Dynamos. They're always at the top, but the NC Dynamos. NC Dynamos. Listen, we have breaking sports news on the sports best. As the college football season turns, they are going to play college football in the Big Ten, Andrew. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I'm excited about that. There's a worldwide pandemic on. Basically, the three big conferences were already going to play. The Big Ten in August said they were not going to play football. Guess what happened in August? Everyone got really angry. And then guess what happened? President Trump decided to say, Big Ten, you should be playing football. Then guess what happened then? Parents started to sue on behalf of their kids that they should play college football. And guess what happened this week, Andrew? The Big Ten said they're going to play college football. I mean. I've been saying this from the very beginning that especially early on in the pandemic, people were just making bold claims. It was like really far out. And I'm still, I think in June, Facebook made an announcement, no gatherings until July of 2021. Like there's no reason to make that bold announcement. I think the big 10 wasn't being that out of, out of line or I don't know how lines not the right word. It wasn't that bold to cancel football, but I think it's important to, point out that Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, this is his first year to do it. Yeah. More susceptible to heat. And as you know, I'm a numbers guy. I looked it up and canceling Big Ten football is like a pretty big deal. So in the 2018-2019 <laughs> season, collectively the football team's expenses totaled $1.8 billion. Whoa. And their revenue based um, from Cleveland.com, their media rights, they made $494 million. Ticket sales, $367 million. Contributions from donors, almost $300 million. And royalties, a little less than $200 million. So the implications of canceling a season are not just, hey, let's just do it later. You are correct on every single monetary prediction. Right. Except for the fact that we're asking college kids to not talk to other people, not intermingle, and not pass on the coronavirus, which I just think now they're opening the floodgates. And so... It is what it is. Remember, they're going to make their money. We're also going to have a lot more outbreaks going on. And you could argue, once again, maybe college football players are the ones to get it because they're the most healthy. I mean, theoretically, but we're also asking the entire world not to do that. And I don't think they're necessarily going to listen. <laughs> uh, so. One other thing, because the Big Ten said they're going to play football, the Pac-12 is now saying they might play football. They're the last Power Five conference to give in. They're now reassessing. And this last note about college football, the University of Georgia says – you cannot 
tailgate because they don't want to pass the coronavirus on at the University of Georgia games, but you can have gatherings in the parking lot. So no tailgatings, but gatherings. I'd like to go back to the Pac-12. Have you ever given in to peer pressure? All the time. <laughs> there was a quote from Governor Gavin Newsom, and he, he says, they can resume football. There's nothing in the guidelines that says the Pac-12 can't move forward. I just want to make that crystal clear. So, like, he's, he's coming on the, the positive side. He's, he's one of the biggest perpetrators of bold statements that don't, like, if you follow up, it doesn't matter. He was making all sorts of claims at the beginning that we weren't going to be able to do anything. And now he's like, it's not on me. I feel like the head of the Pac-12 was trying not to play football, and he was blaming Gavin Newsom. He was like, hey, man. Governor said we can't. And the governor's like, no, nah, man, I didn't say that. So like he said, she said, but back to your original point, they want to make money. So I don't know why the Pac-12 wouldn't want to do this in the first place. It's, I, I'm glad that no one's, the buck doesn't stop with me on making the decision whether they should play or not. <laughs> it's a lot easier to stand in this closet and make declarations on who's doing the right thing and who's not. So, I certainly will watch. Yeah. College football is starting. It's going to start. Maybe stuff is going to be pulled back, but the NFL is in full swing. Woo! On Sunday, the Tampa Brady Gronkineers <sighs> lost to the Drew Orleans oh. Patents, oh. 23-34. Do oh. so you see that Tom Brady threw two picks in the second half and one being a pick six? So after the game, Bruce Arians, coach of the Tampa Brady Gronkineers, blamed it on Brady. <laughs> I think if it was any other quarterback in any other team, this wouldn't be a story, but uh, everyone's working up. Oh, are they okay? Are they going to make it through? Do you think that this was, by Bruce Arians, a throw Tom under the bus and blame him or a motivational tactic to blame Tom Brady to inspire him to play better? I think it was a motivational tactic probably for the team being like, hey, I'm a, I'm a hard-nosed coach and I'm coming after you. I mean, we talked about this early on about him calling out Brady during training, and I think it's like he's getting street credit. I think Brady can handle himself, and what, even if he can't, I think they both care about winning so much. I'm a, I almost put this in our segment, do we care? Do we care if Brady's feelings are hurt? Well, I still think it takes some cojones if you're Bruce Arians to call out Tom Brady. I mean, he's how many six-time winner of the Super Bowl? I mean, come on, bro. Yeah, and I don't know if the NFL is anything like the NBA, but like it's like calling out LeBron James yeah. and getting fired from the Cavaliers. It's also, by the way, just game one. It's like one game. Like, maybe you throw them under the bus game six if you're 0-6. Yeah. Well, I think they'll both be fine. The, the Drew Orleans Paytons, are, they're, they're a good team. So, NFL's hard. And All Brady's right. old. Brady's old? Well, I mean, well, but I don't know if you've seen him recently. He looks young. Well, he doesn't eat nightshades, and so I think that helps. And he's got great hair. I'm telling you, he's got the hair of like a – 25 year old something did you ever this was it wasn't in the social media age but like halfway through his career there was rumor remember when his hair was super long <laughs> yes they, good face. there was rumors that he grew his hair out to hide that he was having hair transplants hair <laughs> transplant surgery so i think i don't know i don't really compliment people on having nice hair if they've had the surgery that's like saying that woman it, has has nice chest enhancements do you like, think he had surgery hair surgery yes no yeah, Giselle has gone on record as saying he is definitely the most vain one in their relationship. Okay. I do not know how to take this breaking news you're giving me, the Tom Brady. That's not breaking <laughs> news. That was It is breaking ago. news to me. <laughs> I don't believe this. The Illuminati have a city under Denver's airport, and Tom Brady got hair transplant surgery. Hey, 
Is that like a speakeasy? Can we get an invite to that airport? That'd be cool. I would love to. Um, do we care that LeBron James made the All-NBA team for the 16th time in his 17-year career? Do we care about that? I think so. I think it's a pretty crazy thing. You always think of Michael Jordan as always being part of that discussion, but his gambling break in the middle of his career messed that up. So the other people that have gone that many years consecutively, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, I think it's just I, kind of assumed. I think it's remarkable. Didn't LeBron join the NBA when he was like 12? And so now he's made it for like, he made the NBA, all NBA team starting at like 13 to now. I mean, it's like, it's remarkable. Yeah. And I feel like also he, he's still good enough. And I think he qualifies to be on it, but there's going to be one or two years where he's just trading on his past success and he's going to keep making it. But that's not this year, suckers. Lakers no. are good. So is LeBron. Yeah. Also, there was a big hole in being able to make the team because a lot of all-stars were hurt. Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant. Also, what does it even mean? Is that just a, a thing that you get a bump on your contract? Sometimes it means that. Like some people like, you know, have clauses in their contract. Say like, Incentives. hey, if you make one of the teams, then we have to pay you like a super max deal, which means like we got to double your contract. So it means a lot to some people. To others, it's like, you know, when you get introduced to the speech when you're 60 years old, six-time All-NBA LeBron, you know, it just adds, like, to your mantle of goodies. Yeah. I, I don't even think that's how he's going to be introduced. I think his uh, trip, consecutive trips to the finals, that's more impressive than being in the All-NBA team. It's also, Listen, like, do you think it's impressive, all of um, Dan Marino's stats? Yeah, like, man. I know, but he never won a Super Bowl. So, like, that, hey. I, that's not a good analogy. I, I take that back. I never won a Super Bowl either, for the record. Nobody's announced me that way. I would just say this. LeBron, once again, 16 NBA All-Star teams. He's, your finals appeared in the NBA Finals. I think truly LeBron should be introduced to everybody. He, this is how he should be introduced. LeBron James, into the room, everybody. He has never gotten in trouble in his life, and he's been famous since he was 13. The fact that that dude has never gotten into trouble, I literally applaud him for being such a straight-on shooter. Yeah, he's never gotten hurt, too. I think that's the most impressive part of his career, that he can just keep playing keep through Keeping on? He yeah. reportedly spends like $2 million a year just on the upkeep of his knees. That's wow. not a joke. Just like I heard, uh, him, I heard him interviewed with his, like, personal coach, and he was, like, he was icing his legs during the interview and cycling, and it's impressive. What's better, LeBron's knees or Tom's fake hair? Tom's fake hair. Okay. He's getting, he's getting unsolicited compliments on it from you. Yeah, I know how much you love the NBA bubble. Love the bubble. I'm going to break the news to you right now. You uh -oh. might not have known this from the story, but the Texas Rangers have won the World Series. What? Did you know that? The, it's I only September. The Texas I Rangers. I didn't think they were very good. They're, they're DFL in their division, but the World Series is going to be hosted at their park, Globe Life Field in Arlington beginning October 20th. So the, the MLB has announced that they're going to do the playoffs. I think they start September 22nd. They start mid late September, but they're going to just have between Texas and Southern California, all of the games are going to be hosted at neutral sites and everyone's going to be super strict quarantine quote. They're going to be prevented from leaving their homes or hotel property under all circumstances, unless going to the ballpark. So they're taking a page out of the NBA book and hopefully going to get through the playoffs without hiccup. You know what this tells me? It tells me that 
Major League Baseball owners did not give a rat's behind about the regular season and whether they miss games. And that all the money, by the way, for all the money is made in the postseason. And they're like, we'll be damned if you catch the coronavirus in the postseason. Get it all you want in the reg. Get it out of your system. Postseason, no. No, no coronavirus. As a company man, I think I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think there's got to be some level of the Players Association negotiating that I'm not going to be away from my family 100% of the time locked down for the season. Well, the NBA guys did it. Yeah, but for a shorter amount of time. And uh, No, no, no. The, the NBA guys will have been in the bubble, like the guys that lasted the longest. Like, how long does the Major League playoffs start? The, like, September 29th? They're going to be done by mid-October. That's yeah, like the, six the basketball started with like 10 games or whatever and then went in the playoffs and baseball basically tried to do what they end up doing 60 games yeah yeah so i mean and like everybody in baseball makes the playoffs <laughs> i don't know if the rangers did but they're gonna host the world series yeah and uh, i think this has gone by the wayside but we talked about another man bet and i think i have the oakland oakland a's and as what? my as my horse we're going to have to go back in the archives and I find that. I think it's the but Angels. Booklet, I think you have the Angels and I have the A's. Oh, Angels suck. A's man, I'm down two man rucks. First place. I'm going to have to get up my lube oil, buy yeah. a new jug. Ezekiel Elliott got a new tattoo. <laughs> I love this. I love this story so much. Yeah, it. he got uh, a feed me <laughs> tattoo across his belly. The running back that's notorious for – I've been using the word notorious a lot. It's known for having – he exposes his midriff, got Hey-o. a tattoo to feed into his brand. So he used to – on big runs, he would do the motion of feed me, and he completely doubled down onto it, and it says it on his stomach. Okay, so that, that was my question. Is it? I thought it was going to be like a clown with a spoon, like yeah. feeding. Like, but it's, you're saying it's the words feed me. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be a metric on the number of tattoos you have on your body when you start doing jokes. Like, he's got sleeves on both arms. <laughs> like, if this was his very first tattoo across his stomach saying, feed me, that would be shocking. But he's got enough that at some point you just kind of – I heard that you get addicted to it. Do you have any tattoos? I have no – none tattoos. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind one. I I'm heard it's addictive. Here's the thing. So, is – Feed me like his kind of brand. That's like Ezekiel Elliott's kind of thing. Yeah, after he does like a, a motion on big yeah. runs, like you're feeding him the yards or you're feeding yeah, yeah. him, feed, feed me the rock. So my, so my thought of like, if this is his brand, this is kind of his thing, why doesn't he just go get Nike tattooed on his stomach and make money from Nike? Like if it's part of his brand, make some money off this. Well, I think he signed a pretty big deal recently. And uh, I guess more money. bigger. You know what he could do is team up with the Little Shop of Horrors franchise and be like Audrey Feed too. Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. Here's a stat that, that, that I read that I want you to explain it to me. I see these a lot. The Cowboys are 22-4 and four when Ezekiel Elliott rushes for 100 yards or more. Okay. People say stuff like that, but like – what are your stats when your running back gets 100 yards no matter what? Like, they're saying it's Ezekiel is doing well. It's like that's – if you're rushing for 100 yards in general, you're going to do well. I feel like it's a cop-out stat to make, to make it sound better. I feel like that stat is an existential example of the Cowboys and their metaphysical state. That brings it full circle. Larry, <laughs> existential crisis-solving Olsen – taking us home this has been sports best presented by repost and thank you so much for joining us we'll see you next week 
I'm Andrew Keller for the Existential Crisis. Thank you for stopping by.